Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning into Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today's basically a Delta 8 roundup. We got a lot of news about Delta 8, so let's just get right into it. Hey, Tom. Hey, Nikki, what's up? Merry Sunday. Merry Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's that day that we talk about the cannabis legalization news. And one of the aspects of, since we started doing this podcast, we have pretty much seen the the birth popularity and soon the untimely demise of Delta 8 THC. Yeah, and it's weird, even in legal states, recreational and medically, what is the harm for this cabin in a way? I don't know, but I just got notification from LinkedIn that we are live on LinkedIn. So if you're joining us there, that's awesome. Thank you so much for liking and subscribing and tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. Our lead story today is more more states are banning this Delta-8 THC as regulators continue to move. And we're going to be doing a video on this in the future regarding cannabinoid regulations. So now this Delta-8 THC and these lesser cannabinoids are really starting to fuel um, crackdowns. When it comes to CBD product, not just uh, hemp. Well, yeah, it's, it's all hemp, but like yeah. not just the Delta 8 THC, but like the entire cannabinoid. So uh, what is on your label? What is on your COA? Those are going to need to start being more and more accurate. And that's one of the things, you know, this one's out of uh, hemp daily. And the Hemp Daily is reporting on various states that have already uh, completely banned Delta-8 THC. And then we did a a podcast uh, last week about the post offices stuff that they came out on April 19th. Interestingly enough, on the same day that the post offices stuff came out was uh, when Kentucky had their stuff uh, come out that says Delta-8 is illegal. And the post office says mailing THC is illegal. It doesn't say Delta-9. It just says THC. Well, do you think that's why Delta 8 is getting a hard time, though? Because it is Delta 8 THC. Like, it's just being labeled. You know, it's already got... Delta 8 is getting a hard time because the statute in uh, the 2018 Farm Bill says uh, hemp equals uh, cannabis with 0.3% or less Delta 9 THC. It doesn't just say THC. And that's one of the reasons why I think that the Ron Paul, uh, Senator Ron Paul's 1% uh, total THC is where the definition of hemp is going. So that this time in 2022, Delta 8, if you're going to be offering it, you probably have a THC 
license. And so I'm not sure if you would want to offer it because you could just offer Delta nine. But what's the deal with these multiple States though? Like, like, like simultaneously, you know, uh, I, I, think I told you before I've had some Delta eight recently and it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was, it was a decent mine, experience. Mine was so bad that it's still here unsmoked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's not my preferred, huh. you know, it's not the way I'm going to go, but if I lived in Kentucky, you know, I mean, and it's not like a high high. It's not even like a you're gonna do wild shit and eat Doritos. You just kind of feel a little uh, elevated for yeah, like it's a little elevated, and it's a little bit more chill when you eat it. And so your edibles are better. And then the Pact Act coming out that means that you're not going to be able to mail a lot of stuff. But you know what I made over the weekend? Uh, I made some can of butter now this nice. is actually a can of coconut oil but you know i still like to call it can of butter uh, and then make sure that after you do it you, you do your math and then you kind of you kind of you, you, you use a sticker uh, for it so this one is uh, standardized or at least the equation of it it was um it was cocktail napkin math but there's approximately 1380 milligrams in that about one gram of its thc and about a half a gram of its cbd so it's a two to one thc cbd blend and let me tell you those brownies are just great nice so you use that for a butter substitute yeah yeah and so uh danielle made some brownies and they were fantastic um, nice Made me uh, wake up a little baked this morning, but, you know, happens. But that's what edibles do to me. Edibles are not the, uh, I mean, for some people, they have horror stories. But for me, it's just a really good night's sleep. And then I, I wake up maybe a little not like, yeah, you don't need a morning smoke. You're just kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm still comfortably numb, you know. Uh, but, yeah, this is crazy, though. We got Alabama on there. So the hemp industry members in Alabama praised state lawmakers when they rejected proposed amendments in late April that would have banned Delta 8 and Delta 10 THC products as controlled substance in a bill that would uh, ban antidepressant uh, that in the state. The Alabama Senate Judiciary Committee allowed an amendment to be tacked on that would have also banned Delta 8 and Delta 10. That's a sneaky ass tactic, man. That's crazy. However, a similar amendment was proposed as an addition to the state's uh, medical marijuana bill, which would have designated all THC as controlled substance within the state. That's crazy. Uh, the amendment recommended by the state attorney general, Steve Marshall, was uh, tabled by the House Health Committee. Thank God. But people are trying. This is crazy that they're 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 trying to to, to limit this. This is yeah. not, and it's not just you know states that you would think. Arizona and Colorado have uh, banned Delta eight THC. Montana and Rhode Island, and so those are other. And so, same with Alaska. I mean, we have adult use states that are banning it because very often then you have the Delta nine. Uh, license holders that don't like Delta 8 because they think that the Delta 8 license holders, well, they don't have a license. They get to skip the license and then cheat. They just have to get a hemp license, which is way easier to get and way less regulated. And then they do some extraction and some isomerization to the CBD and boom, magically they have this Delta 8 product that they can sell pretty much anywhere. Sure. Uh, but then, yeah, it's there it is. Delta 8 legality by state. And the marijuana moment actually on their uh, uh, legislation tracker is really useful on this. So, um, you know, Iowa, big surprise there, right? Yeah. I mean, this is just crazy, though. More fear mongering for another thing to control people's lives and tell you how we're here for you. And this is for your betterment. And I'm from the government. I'm here to yeah. help. But the war on drugs has nothing to do with about saving people. It's always been about control. 
Uh, I mean, all from the opium. Uh, it, it, it has to uh, the a lot of the moral judgment and like I'm a good person. That's terrible for your health. Drugs ruin my brother's life. You know those types of stories that are anecdotal, and then they take a substance and they kind of excuse like the human. Uh, and then they, they blame the substance, but of course they arrest the human that's, you know, caught with the substance. It's just a completely failed policy, a completely stupid failed policy, a relic of the 20th century, kind of like oil and racism and other crap. And, and, and hopefully it all goes away, but you know, it's not going to all go away until you freaking change the law. Exactly. That ha- is how it helps to start going away. But then when you have states that are like 74 percent of uh, the people will pass, you know, adult, well, not, not adult use, but they, they passed in Mississippi by 74 percent medical. And everybody like people from Mississippi call our offices all the time to you know get help with cannabis licenses. And we were fumfering. We're like, ah, oh, just call back, you know, like just, you're, you're signed up to our email list. And of course, if you want to get signed up to our email list, go to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and sign up for the email list. Uh However, you know, they finally issued these regulations last week. And I'm like, this is freaking awesome. This looks great. You know, tell everybody that's that's from Mississippi that we'll start doing the business plan offering now because we see how they're going to be doing the regulations. We see how they're going to be doing the licensing. What do you mean the Supreme Court has thrown out their law? Seventy four percent of the people want that. And now, like somebody sues and then the Supreme Court says, no, I'm sorry. I, I realize that this was passed overwhelmingly. Three out of four people in, in Mississippi are going to be pissed off with this ruling. Right. And this is the the process that's so hard to get around. I mean, because uh, it, it, it is a long and tedious process just to get anything resolved. And, and you know, you're still we're still dealing with fear mongering even in like your state because you had with the delta eight uh the illinois house representative passed a measure in mid-april that would regulate delta hc and other products in illinois and you have you're a legal state so the bill sponsor state rep- yeah uh, that one's a really interesting one do we have that illinois bill that's coming up because that's a cbd purity act where they actually define the term cannabinoid but go ahead what are you talking about there's this bill in illinois that i think is going to be sweeping the country soon yeah thousands of people in illinois are buying products labeled as cbd delta 8 or other hemp derivatives without any uh, way of being sure that these products contain some may not contain any cbd or hemp at all morgan said so the bill sponsor said uh, uh state rep uh, bob morgan said the products uh represent a public health crisis so what exactly what bob is- morgan is also um connected to the cannabis industry and so like a lot of the people who got Perfect scores. They hired Bob Morgan's law firm because he was one of the um, sponsors of the bill. And then, of course, it wasn't him. It was his law firm that they hired. Uh huh. And um, it's. It, he's crooked. He's rigged. But then at the same time, I like how they're going to have these cannabinoid purity uh, type bills because, like, you know, I got I got some, uh, you know, nutraceuticals or whatever they call them, you know, herbal supplements here. Yeah. And they, have, they have this little label, this GMP manufacturing label right there. And uh, my fingers covering it. And there it isn't. All right. So it's just not in focus, whatever. But then that's that's a GMP manufacturing sticker that they put on that. And so if Illinois is creating this new CBD purity law in which that you could say, like, if the, if the Department of Agriculture gives us something to slap on to uh, products, cannabis products, cannabinoid products in Illinois that says that, you know, the purity checks out. I think that would be actually 
a reason why people would buy your product versus buying that other product that you aren't really sure about its its purity. You're not sure if it was tested. You don't know if to tr- to trust the COA that's on it. All that stuff. But that's that's where lab testing is the regulation that should be implemented, right? So you, yeah. you know, and then but I don't know how good it would be to uh, have a a a bill that defines like every uh cannabinoid you know can- cannabinoid uh you know like we're not breaking down bananas and like potassium and other like uh health ingredients we're you know we're it's what it is <laughs> like a farmer and and then yeah but you don't have a banana system or a tomato system you do have an endocannabinoid system right so like you know uh, i mean i understand and then there's this huge greed that comes in as well and so uh there's incentive to cut your product with impure ingredients just like there's an incentive to cut your cocaine with like baking soda or something some type of inert product to to stretch it so you can make more money uh, and you know if the state wants to regulate the labs and say you must get tested it has to be pure that's fine but then if a state's going to do that like me as the consumer the the producer i want i want to brand that i want to like say yeah buy our product because it had to actually be tested pure your product that was produced in texas didn't have to undergo that uh, level of uh, purification testing so uh, we have a competitive advantage now and like we can outsell all these other states that have less regulation because our stuff's the real stuff your stuff you're gambling well the other definition would be pure Right. Like like, you know, it's an organic plant. What what defines it being not pure in here in Washington state? Uh, the the controlling uh, body still hasn't got its head out of its ass because we only test for recreational uh, products sold as recreational. Uh, we only test for metals and pesticides. And that's, you know, these other. Uh, no, it's not even required to test for pesticides for uh, um, in recreational. But if it's medical, it's required to test. For pest- it should be required overall. Like there's there's no difference recreational or medical. It's a uh, human digested product, you know. And so, yeah. but this is what I think is going to be happening. Let me just kind of yeah plus plus in here to zoom in. This the cannabinoid product uh, term of art definition. I think is going to start being something mm. that we see more, uh, maybe even in the 2022 farm bill. But you know, this is what the state of Illinois is doing. Cannabinoid product means a product offered for sale that contains cannabinoids and is not regulated under the compassionate use of like the, the, the two uh, uh, THC cannabis acts in Illinois. Cannabinoid products includes foods and only foods containing cannabinoids that are not time temperature controlled for safety food as defined under and then federal FDA regulations. And so I, I then looked up food and, you know, that that's true. It's only the food stuff. So let's say that you have and, and the way that the food is defined under that FDA uh, um, uh, federal regulation they cited doesn't say tobacco it doesn't say smoking uh, and so your uh, vape products and or your cbd uh, delta 8 hemp flower in theory shouldn't uh, be covered by this you, you say it shouldn't be it shouldn't be because it's only about foods mm. but 
What about like the RSO or extractions? I mean, is it just because I mean you have to have that point in between when it gets becomes food uh, before right, that RSO? Food. That RSO might be uh, qualified as a food, and then then it would have to be uh, subject to that type of regulation. But I think that's what's going to be coming because you don't see the FDA regulating, and if the FDA is not regulating, we're well, going to have to have a state step in and start saying, "Look, these people are offering these cannabinoids for sale, you know, and and for for edible." consumption, uh, what's going to happen on that? And I think a lot of these states, I mean, it's it's interesting because then you have legal states like Washington, Oregon, uh, Arizona and Colorado and, and even Oklahoma, uh, where they have thriving uh, cannabis industries. But now it's it's like one of these things where the the Delta eight is actually being used as an alternative to going down to the dispensary and spending the 60 bucks because it's 420 somewhere. And did you know that I did? Did you know that it's 420 somewhere? Where's my Bob Marley lighter? See you in a bit. Tasty. <laughs> Brought to you by WebJoint. Thank you, WebJoint. Yeah, shout out to WebJoint on that. We'll be talking to you more about WebJoint. That is sponsoring our 420 somewhere this month. And if you want to, if your cannabis company wants to sponsor our 420 somewhere, hit up my DMs at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on Instagram. So, yeah, back to, uh, I guess this could be, it could be a good thing if a state regulates cam, like CBD products in uh Delta nine uh, or Delta eight products as cannabinoids because that would definitely kind of just it shows that the plant is one plant, <laughs> you know. Hemp is cannabis, you know. That's that's it. It's marijuana light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's in Delta eight THC is THC light, but let's just do it. Let's just run down this this freaking list because we went to Alabama, Illinois, Kentucky. Kentucky is got that. That was that agricultural uh, letter from the Department of Agriculture's general counsel, Ryan Quarles, I believe was his name, mm. uh, distributing those process, products of Delta eight is illegal. And then North Dakota says it North because in North Dakota, they don't have any medical weeds. So suddenly all this Delta 8 THC flower shows up. And now the North Dakota Attorney General's office is proposing changes to the state's hemp regulations in late April. And then Oregon, Oregon did it as well. Yeah, that, that one's kind of, I mean, because while well, well, I watched the state just put out a regulation for CBD as well. But again, these legal states with with, with this uh, uh, grudge, you know, this this urge to regulate, you know, through because uh, Oregon legalized recreational marijuana in 2014. The state does not have the same regulations in place for Delta 8 THC, which has raised concerns both in the hemp industry and among state regulators who want to see more research done on the effects of the minor cannabinoid. Or I think someone just wants more money before they let it go. You know? Right. Uh, a measure to do introduced in the state uh, house would regulate Delta 8 TAC and allow Oregon Liquor Control Commission, the regulatory body that oversees cannabis, to set potency limits on ar- seriously on artificially derived cannabinoids. This is again, ignorance regulating something well, that's they don't know. What it, that's, that's what we're going toward is, is this synthetic and they say artificially derived cannabinoids. One of the reasons why Delta 8 is able to get to where it's at is there are a lot of uh, cannabis lawyers like myself uh, read the statute and they said, okay, well, what is this Delta 8 stuff? Oh, it's an isomer. Okay, well, where did you get it? Oh, you got it from CBD extract. Okay, well, where'd you get that? From hemp that tested compliantly with the COA. 
Well, let's go to this the actual uh, statute from the 2018 Farm Bill regarding how they defined hemp. And it says 0.3% Delta 9. And that was the threshold, 0.3% Delta 9. Yeah. Anything with less than that, all cannabis. And then and then there's a long list. It's not just that. It's very broad. They got rid of the, got rid of the word industrial. They just made it hemp. Yeah. Uh, and so um, it is... All cannabis sativa, its extracts, its derivatives, its isomers with a delta 9 THC level of 0.3% or less. And as a result, this is the federal government's fault. The federal government could have said 0.3% THC. Yeah. But they didn't. They said delta 9. But this is still regulatory madness coming from people in charge, right? Like, show me on a doll where Delta 8 had hurt you. Like, like show me, like, what's going show on. Show me on a doll where Delta 9 hurt him. You're right. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, these are new semantics for these guys, right? Like, right. oh, we got new weed, new marijuana going. We got, we got to stop it. Like, did you know that the weed now is not your grandfather's weed? Oh, my God. Not. It is so much stronger. However, the hash now, that is your grandfather's hash. Right. So, like, that's the thing that that canard that they bring up, like, it's a chestnut and it's actually going to change somebody's mind. And it doesn't of like, oh, the weed isn't your granddad's weed. It's so much stronger now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but the hash isn't any stronger. I mean, like THC was THC. A trichrome was a trichrome. Like they didn't like magically Frankenstein this uh, this plant to do something that that hadn't already been trained to do for thousands of years. And then we would concentrate the flower. Yeah. You know? Well, it's not even just the the it's the, the not the same thing because you know for some people like Tommy said some of the stuff's the same. We're just better at testing it. We're better at we're better at uh, refining it and, and growing it. You know that's that's what it's come down to. So I, I think it's still the same. Just you know it's more consistent. It's more reliable now. We can get more product that people desire because you do have an endocannabinoid system, right? Because you know you you, you it's like vitamin C. Your body does need it. Does like yep. it. I mean, Texas, Texas is doing something that looks interesting. They have HB 2593 uh, reducing certain penalties for the possession of tetrahydrocannabinols under Texas Controlled Substances Act. Uh, And so Texas might be voting to decrim. This is pretty cool. And yeah. and so we're, we're uh, advocating if you're joining us for Texas, don't forget to smash some likes, hit subscribe, share this with your legislature and say, vote yes, HB 2593. Doesn't it just just roll right off the tongue? <laughs> HB 2593. Well, it's better than one of those acronyms like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Some of those that acronym out of Jersey was terrible. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really good. Next hearing is tomorrow, the 17th of May, 9 a.m. in the Senate chamber. It has passed in the House. And so Texas is moving to decrim. Why does it in in the definition, though, and subjects, it says synthetic cannabinoids as well. Like, is that is are they considering extraction synthetics? Like how what what is their Uh, definition here of this shit? That is a good one. That's a good one. Let's go up to the text of the bill. How large is that? Let's see. We have induced, uh, introduced, engrossed, engrossed. All right. So uh, we have 16 bills. All right. Let's see if there. what types of terms of arts do we have going through. Just scroll on through, Lauren, and let's see what we got going on. And in there, we have a controlled substance analog. And this is from kind of like the Controlled Substances Act, a substance with a chemical structure substantially similar to the chemical structure of controlled substances one or two. All right. 
right. Well, let's see. Uh, hey, Lauren, do a, a control find and see if the word synthetic appears in uh, this this law. Dronabinol. All right. So that is what is dronabinol? That's marinol, right? That dronabinol. So. All right. I think that's a synthetic THC. All right. And then is there another synthetic in there? No, that one's been stricken. Huh. Tetrahydrocannabinol well, is whether in synthetic equivalents of the substance contained in the plant or in the resinous extracts of cannabis or synthetic substances, derivatives, and their isomers with similar chemical structure and pharmacological activity. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, look, but then they at least define tetrahydrocannabinols uh, in such a way that it should kind of assume like everything. Yeah. In, in the sense that that's probably what I think is going to be happening in the hemp law is THC is going to get abstracted away from this Delta eight, nine stuff. And it's just going to be like a one percent THC threshold, which means the edibles will still be banging. Oh, but I mean, we just want common uh, sense policy. We're not asking for the world. You know, we're we're asking to give people a chance. But uh, yeah, Texas, yeah, you're asking for a common sense policy. Have you seen America? <laughs> Name one rule in America that you're like, that was a good idea. I like that. <sighs> Except for like, you know, mailing somebody fourteen hundred dollars. Hey man, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I like the whole like we're not allowed to kill each other. I mean, that's kind of cool. That is yeah. nice. I am pretty <laughs> thrilled that murder is illegal. You know, yeah. hey, props, props to us for for getting that one right. Woo woo. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so to say, and then we got uh, Vermont next in the uh, the hit list uh, in April twenty third. An email to registered hemp growers, the Vermont Agency of Agriculture, Farms and Markets said Delta eight TAC products are not legal under state published state rules. Which state the uh, Processes are prohibited from using synthetic cannabinoids. I hate the damn word. It makes me think of spice every time I say it. Synthetic well, cannabinoids. What is a synthetic cannabinoid? And so, like, we have yeah. to drill into that type of definitional aspect in in it, especially on a federal level, to see if it's defined in any type of controlling authority on those federal regs that, you know, because like the, the chain of it's, it's hemp starts at, like, you know, hemp that was picked and it was tested and it was passed and then it was extracted into a CBD and then from that, so it's like a chain of hemp, like yeah. you know, kind of like a chain of custody or title. So like, you know, you're trying to trace it all the way back to its lawful product to say like, that's not synthetic. I didn't go get this chemical and that chemical and this other chemical and mix it all up in a lab. No, I took hemp. And then from that hemp, according to the statute, which you guys are trying to say I broke, uh, I extracted it. And then after I've extracted it, I did an isomerization process and now it's point no actually it might be a substantially higher than point the point doesn't matter uh because it's just delta nine yeah uh, not delta eight not delta ten you know but it's like it's it seems the policy the policymakers because you keep calling synthetic first off but but second off the fact that you're going after it, it just it's showing the ignorance of science right like you know you what do you think tang is like you can have different forms of oranges orange juice orange powder Orange, you know, there's different ways to create and, and manipulate anything. And this is still the original plant. It didn't, they didn't just turn it to cocaine all of a sudden. It's it's still cannabis. And, you know, it's always been. And it's, it's right. not hurting anybody. Show me on the doll. Right. It's yeah. not hurting anybody, but like you are hurting people because you don't get it. And so that's the weird thing. Like yeah. the, every day that this policy continues, people get injured unfairly. And unjustly, uh, uh, because 
the policy hasn't changed and they're still enforcing the wrong law. Uh, And why don't they change it? And then when they do change it and 74 percent of the people say we're changing this, we are Mississippi. We are going to go for medical cannabis. Their rules came out. It was going to be dispensaries, processors and cultivators. Very right down the middle. Like that's the bread and butter. Wonderful way to start a medical cannabis industry. And then the Supreme Court says no. Well, how about like in South Dakota where the governor says no? <laughs> I mean, we this is why it's so hard, but and because the, when the people do speak and their their representatives squash them somehow, I, I hope this gets a fire in your ass. I hope you start looking at who they're going against in the next uh, election, right. who their competition is. 74, like, that's like to the extent of dentists approving Trident. You know, like you're talking like four out of five dentists approve of Trident. It was almost four out of five Mississippians approve of medical weed. No, we're going to throw this whole thing out. And if you guys think that's complete bollocks, smash them likes. Right. And, then, I mean, and so and then the last state, the one that I was talking about before, my state, Washington State, lab created products made from hemp are temporarily banned in the state, according to a policy statement issued in late April by the Washington Liquor and Cannabis Board, the regulatory body that oversees cannabis products. But the board's position is advisory. It requires more discussion about whether federal drug laws applies to the compounds such as Delta 8 THC, Delta 10 THC that are derived from hemp. These knuckleheads do. So like they're in charge of Washington state cannabis products. So they're allowed to go to your store. They've given tickets for people writing the word pot in, in Christmas lights or even having collection donations and, and giving discounts, right? They're the fun police when it comes to someone running a business, but at the same token, they, they like to, overreach their authority because they have the police in their pocket now like this is my main issue when we became recreational i was like this is gonna suck for for medical because the medical law here didn't give the police any empowerment it just said you're a medical patient you're allowed to have a business well it wasn't even a business you're allowed to have a collective you know there was all these terminal terms of art everybody worked around things and no one died there wasn't a zombie apocalypse we've had two cannabis cups out here since and plus many hemp fests and whatnot but a lot of cults yeah i think it's a disproportionate amount of cults come from the pacific northwest and serial killers we get lots of serial serial killers killers. yeah natalia weed is dangerous for you (laughs) but but as i'm saying so like when 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 legal weed happened out here it gave the empowerment to the police right uh there was a podcast that was going on in the back of a shop down in olympia uh the chronic uh, podcast they were on high times for a little bit but they were doing it uh right on the other side of the the business they had a sealed off door so it was on separate grounds uh, or not separate grounds but just a separate entity essentially the 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 uh, inspector said yeah just put that wall build it up you're good to go six months in their podcast they got a good following because they were smoking on the podcast because they were having like people who like had reward points Come on back and join the podcast and smoke with us. They would do, and they got rated by this bullshit entity body. So, can you imagine if our podcast got rated? Oh, and they took thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Like, like I mean, it would be a cool thing to talk about. I mean, that's definitely a story I would not shut the fuck up about. But no, no, no. Maybe like, uh, well, we we don't even smoke on air. That's why we came up with the four twenty bumper. Everybody, special news there. And then like the uh, the stuff that we're doing for Mars Hydro. And shout out to them. You know, we have the FC sixty five hundred that they mailed us. It's nice. And like we just uh, did another uh, of our snapshots of the the grow the medical grow for 
myself. Um, and it's beautiful. But then like I will upload that video and YouTube flags it before it's even processed. Like it was. And so some people were like, I can't like your video. I can't comment on it. And I'm like, well, that weird. And so, and like, again, you know, I'm always saying, follow all your state laws. You know, this isn't going to be any, we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to, we're not trying to, you know, to, you know, not comply with your policies. We're trying right. to comply with your policies. We're actually limiting our speech so that it doesn't violate what you're saying. And then the real core element is like, isn't this neat? Won't like somebody find this useful that also is trying to legally cultivate their own medicine after a legislative change? You know, that's it. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's not like we're trying to show like legally how to make a pipe bomb. No, 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 we're also not advocating for irresponsible anything. No, Uh, it's like, well, this might not be legal where you're watching. If it is, I'm very sorry about that, you know, but uh, advocate for change because you as a medical patient should have your right to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, in speaking of the change, you know, Minnesota's doing some good stuff. Minnesota House votes to legalize marijuana, according to the Hill. So uh, the Minnesota House voted on Thursday largely along party lines to legalize marijuana. The Star Tribune reported that the House passed legalization legislation to legalize marijuana, 72 to 61, with almost all Democrats and six Republicans voting to legalize the substance. According to the Tribune, a heated debate over the issue lasted five hours before the bill. And I bet you those five, six Republicans believe there was a fair election. Yep. Yep. I guess I bet you would. Governor Tim Walls says he would sign the measure. But first, it's got to get out of the Republican Senate. Not sure about getting out of the Republican Senate. Well, let's talk about the bill, though. Under the yeah. legislation, adults 21 and older to purchase and possess up to 1.5 ounces of cannabis and cultivate up to eight plants. Ooh, it's got home grow. Four of which will be mature. That's right. Oh, oh, but that's cycles. That's nice. You see, I like when it said when the when the regulation respects the difference between mature plants and immature plants. Yeah, that's sexy because it, it lets you know that that regulator or those people that wrote that law realize that you're going to have your plants in veg for a bit before they're ready to be in flower. And they should not count toward your limit. You know, they shouldn't because that plant when that cop comes in and says marijuana and then starts cutting the plants down, you and I both know that that plant was worthless. It was in veg. Well, it's, it's a great, first of all, it shows there is some consideration for the plant and the, what it is, but like in your guys' state, what is it? One inch over or two, oh, two inches. It's, it's so stupid. It's so, it's a, it's five plants over five inches. And so like that one plant that I screwed up because I had uh gnats and then my, my uh, water's pH is terrible. And so I was just poisoning the plant. Uh, it, it was only, it was an eighth nugget. And so it was like five inches tall. It never technically counted as a plant. I'm just saying if yeah. you can grow a hundred four inch plants. Yeah. That's a hundred eights. Hey, you want to play that name strain? Yeah, that would be fun. Let's play name that strain. There it is. Name that strain, everybody. To the 306 people watching at home, I'm hopeful that you're watching at home and not watching while you're driving your Tesla. Hopefully, your Tesla is driving itself if you are tuning us from your Tesla. Uh, but that's right there. Hit me up. 
looks sugar frosted, doesn't it? Just this, oh, like, just crystalline coated. Yeah, that, that looks dense too. It looks very uh, like sticky. LED. Yeah, yeah, real dialed in lights on this one. I mean, the trichome uh, expression is ridiculous. I would, I would say, ridiculous level of trichome expression. It would uh, definitely break up very well in a grinder. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Uh, yes. And so let me let me go to our I don't even know what the name of the strain is. I just am looking at the strain and then getting a small amount of drool. It's collecting. See, I'm looking right now. No one's got it yet. No. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, that, that, this this is a strain that made a three billion dollar uh, cannabis company. Did it? I, I'm not familiar uh, with the, it. Actually, uh, the back of this strain, yeah, uh, they oh. they really they really put together like their entire menu, and then I, I think I mean they, some people could say like the management and all that other stuff, but uh, this was the stuff that was so banging that they uh, and it's an Illinois it's an Illinois uh, strain. Okay, even though it's it's a land race, they call it a land race, but still, um, sure. yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I mean, like back in the day, that was the strain that I would get when I would get a strain in, in Illinois. And then, interesting fact: the grower of that was selling for 150 large. Um, his consulting services for your uh, craft grow application. Oh wow! Yep, pretty pretty cool. <laughs> Lots of oh wait, almost almost there was one that looked like it. Hmm. Yeah, he would anticipate getting approximately 3,000 pounds in a craft grove. That's 5,000 square foot flowering. So that means he was getting how much per light? That's right, in excess of 2.5 pounds, which comes out to being how many grams per square foot? That's right, 60. Huh. Neat. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, These are the things that you guys get when you come into cannabis legalization news. Oh, oh, oh. cannabis goat. All right, man. Um, we should wow. make him a shirt. Yeah, he deserves it. Wow. You all scared the fuck out of me. Yep. Yep. All right. Oh, oh, uh, go ahead and, and let us know where to mail that, and we'll send it out to you, dude. He has been watching and also just blowing up the live comments uh, for a long time. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about that Mac Landres, though? It's a pretty interesting oh, yeah. strain from Atraxia, a.k.a. Goldleaf, now known as Verano. And so it was an Iranian Landrace propagated in Illinois. Heavy, dense buds from flower speckled, vivid hues of purple and orange. The strain's aroma, earthy spice and diesel, while the effects lay into the body, helping mitigate pain, stress, and restlessness. It is a darn nice indica, and it would be chunky but that popularity from that strain helped them really kind of just clean house in illinois and then they you know cannabis companies are interesting and if you have one make sure that you set it up in a way that you can just always be raising money because you have to realize that you're not just selling weed you're also selling stock (laughs) hey thank you daniel c for that contribution yep Thank hey, uh, I know we talked about it earlier, but we've been going back and forth, but let's uh, talk about Mississippi to- Justice's toss back, toss voter back marijuana initiative. Uh, Mississippi. Yeah. Good times from the Associated Press, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, is it Friday? Yes. Well, go fuck yourself because Mississippi <laughs> says the voter back marijuana initiative is no more. Look at that guy. Constipated justice. Can we scroll down to see what the name of that justice is? And, and, well, watch. I'm going to say that he's constipated and then he's going to be one of the ones that actually voted in favor of it. And right. it doesn't say 
what it's just is. But anyway, whether by intent, by oversight, or by for some other re- oh, I can't, I can't. Uh, or the drafters of Section two hundred seventy three three wrote a ballot initiative process that cannot work in a world where Mississippi has fewer than five representatives in Congress. What? Okay, very strange. To work with uh, in today's reality, it will need amending something that lies beyond the power of the Supreme Court. Dude, what? how high is he? How high? Like, what is he smoking? I don't know, but uh, somebody really should give me that opinion. And uh, Lauren, if we can get that legal opinion, give me, uh, you know, some time and then I can like read it. And then by next Wednesday, I can bitch about it or something. The because, cause is an effect. You know, well, I, I haven't read the complaint. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. It's Mississippi's Dutch Dennis Coleman. All right. That's cool. Um, now I would like to see what the, the holding of the case is. And so for those of you joining us without a law degree, consider yourselves lucky. A holding is essentially what the ruling of a court is uh, when it comes down with an illegal opinion. And remember, uh, those opinion letters that you paid lawyers for that said the Delta 8 is really nice and just okay and legal uh the the lawyers do also not have capacity to form a legal opinion but they do have malpractice insurance and so that's kind of like what you're buying in that respect you're buying some insurance uh and just in case something goes wrong in the future and then uh, the lawyers lack capacity to make legal conclusions that's why we have judges and they issue well, you know, in that sense, in this issue, in this uh, instance, uh, six justice ruled that the medical marijuana initiative is void because the state's initiative process is outdated. Three justices dissented. So you got three, only three. <laughs> and and, and it, that comment about like five representatives in Congress, when, when you had more justices vote against it than like this thing. I don't understand like representatives. What do the representatives in Congress have to do with anything? How does this correlate to anything? How does this help? What, who are you helping? <laughs> but it's just another way to just say no. It's Madison whole- Mayor Mary Hawkins Butler. Mm-mm. No, that that person. I, I don't ever poop in bags and you know light light them on fire oh, and ring somebody's doorbell and run away. But if I did. <laughs> I would consider doing that to Mary Hawkins Butler, the mayor of Madison, who filed a lawsuit days before the election contending that the signature gathering requirement is mathematically impossible with four congressional districts. She opposed the initiative 65 because it limits a city's ability to regulate the location of medical marijuana businesses. You know, in in my opinion, dude, this is some weird Jim Crow shit. You know, straight up in Mississippi, it's just another way to manipulate and control people. If you know how how does 74 percent of your people and then you say the voting process is not right, period. You're 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 just creating words that postpones an inevitable thing. I mean, you're just you're not helping. You're not. If anything, uh, Mary Hawkins Butler is responsible for the continued level of opioid abuse in Mississippi. Uh, Because you are not going to allow the people a safer alternative to opioids for the treatment of their chronic pain. You're going to send people to uh, you're going to deny patients that need the cannabinoids to help regulate their endocannabinoid system, safe access. You're going to cause real people 
real harm because you have a technical understanding of what you believe is the constitutionality of your ballot initiative process. And then her conclusion isn't that she's fucked over all these people. It's it says that uh, the city is pleased that the Supreme Court followed the plain language of the Mississippi Constitution and recognized that, unfortunately, said with a shit eating grin, the current voter initiative process is broken. So that's, yeah. you know, you use the current voter initiative process being broken as an example for this, yeah. for this lawsuit. You, this person is enabling more incarceration, more asset forfeiture, more uh, 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 prisons. Addictions. Yeah. Uh, you just limited doctors to allow them to recommend, not prescribe, because the federal government's doing it as well. To recommend a safer substance for palliative care. Yeah. That is, I mean, there's hard, stupid, and then there's like criminally negligent, and then there's just like, well, it's, what is going on in her mind? You know, yeah. like, like how divorced from reality is this woman? And I really hope they vote her out. 74%. I imagine a good amount of those uh, people who voted are in her district, wherever that is, or whatever that city, town. I mean, I would assume, like, if you're just throwing darts at a map and then people are generally dispersed throughout the locations of Mississippi, yeah, three out of four of those people that you meet were like, hey, uh, why did you fuck over our weed? Like, do you have any idea how many people called our office from Mississippi looking to get into the cannabis industry? All of them? Go call Mary Hawkins Butler and then be like, when are you up for re-election? And then just vote her out. Besides... Besides criminality, besides the the uh, uh, the stuff that's happening to the, her 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 constituents that can happen, let me just share something real quick. Uh, we weren't gonna I, this wasn't on our list, but this is something I wanted to just like real quick, like jobs. Cannabis industry salary report increased demand for top sal- talent as salaries continue to surge. Like there is so much money in the job industry, right? Like yeah. like you lady are hurting your people. You're 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 not economically you're hurting them you're, you're not giving it uh, uh and mississippi is hurting for industry dude like uh i was in school in uh biloxi and uh, uh it's right down the street from uh uh the jefferson davis uh memorial he was the the the, the head confederate president right like they, they, he still has a place there that's being memorialized jefferson davis yeah and like, then, what the heck were you doing in school in mississippi when was this was i a- thought i knew you <laughs> it was for the military, uh, you know, it was the Navy a long time ago. But uh, uh, the fact is, though, the South is truly still regulated. It's kind of like it's still a bad stereotype. And, and that's what these people are enabling, just suppression and oppression. This this is ridiculous, the, the, the what they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. It was a 58-page opinion. I would just sit there and kind of do one of those reactions to it, but you almost, like, when it's 58 pages, I could just be sitting there scrolling. Because, you know, <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you just scroll, and then the reaction is quite dull. It's quite dull, you know? And then after you've read it once, then you can have, like, some highlights, and then you can edit that together so it's a tight four minutes as opposed to me just sitting there scrolling. Uh, and I look for that. I mean, like, you know, I'm going to – I'll have to do a, a piece on it, but that is just – one of the things about cannabis legalization that goes all the way back to 1997 or 98, when the people of Arizona did that and they voted for medical cannabis and then the, their elected officials said, no, 
And they they gutted the bill. They didn't enable the statute at all, like they're doing in Jersey right now with the enabling statute after it was passed by the people. Uh, and and that uh, just kind of got a pass. And so, like, it was from 1997 until 2010 before Arizona got its medical program together. Well, even before 97, Alaska used to be able to grow in Alaska. And then it was the Fed that decided to threaten them about the roads and infrastructure, uh, federal money. And then they're like, all right. Nobody can grow now, <laughs> even though no one got hurt, <laughs> even though nothing bad happened. Uh, you know, that's just how it's so wrong how we implement policy and why, but it's the messed up. Fuck. But, you know, hey, we got Nebraska. Nebraska, according to Marijuana Moment, medical marijuana legalization bill stalls in legislation. No, it's stalling a filibuster. Never mind. That's not. Oh, no, no. All the news now is bad, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's a Sunday edition of Cannabis Legalization News. If you're watching this, marijuana is still not legal in the federal government. I apologize. If you're watching this in the future, how are the robots? So uh, Nebraska is still not allowing medical marijuana, which is just kind of like, duh. Now, the interesting aspect of Nebraska is that they only have senators. And so this legislation was sponsored by Senator Anna Wishart, and it would have allowed patients with qualifying conditions to purchase and possess cannabis. Wow. From a licensed dispensary, it would not have allowed patients to smoke because that's one thing that you want when you're trying to uh, smoke weed is to not be able to smoke weed. Yeah, Uh, it's just crazy what what she's going through. You know, one of the uh, Governor Pete Ricketts, uh, who Republican, is the guy who said marijuana kills kids is adamant opponent of marijuana reform. So it seems likely he would have vetoed any medical cannabis bill that, uh, you know, he's the governor. Uh, But I mean, this is the filibuster, man. Like, why? This is the third time I've seen this being used. It wasn't about Alabama was being used, and there was another time it was being used. And the one time in Alabama, it got pushed through. But, you know, this is such a dated tool that these people are using. And and, and for legalization, why? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the trying to maintain the lie, man. Remember, the tobacco executives in the 1990s, they all got sworn in at Congress and they said that, no, we do not believe tobacco is addictive. It's that it's that greed. And so when you have that entrenched belief and so like you, these people's minds are made up, I bet that Mary Catherine Gallagher, whatever that idiot's name was, who's the mayor of Madison, Mississippi, um, she probably really believes that weed is devil and some like they're probably tied together in some aspect where like this substance equates to evil. It's probably the same type of person who like uh, if the change comes out to be six, 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 they're like, oh, just give me an extra penny or take one back. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Do you so solemnly swear? I would never swear. Jesus would be so mad. Do you affirm? Yes, I affirm the following. I I would never swear. Look, I'm not one to hate in in people's faith, but like every once in a while, people take it too far. Like there was this lady I used to go to this thing for a a a defense uh, or like security to get through, and uh, they roll dice. And when you roll dice, and you randomly day of the week one through five, uh, if your number popped up in that day, you were there. You'd have to empty your pockets out. It would be like a random security check. Well, there was two sets of dice, the red one and the white one. And this woman, every time she saw the red one, she would hide them because they were the devil dice. And the red they, dice are the devil dice. <laughs> I'm just saying, and you're right, because that's the kind of thing we got with the devil's lettuce. Like, yeah. we 
we still have people who are adamant that the shit they see on TV and the internet is completely real and true. Yeah, that's why I named it like Satan Smoke. And then I like, yeah, ripped that off. Let's uh, let's reuse that. That's a good thing because it's it has nothing to do with facts. It has everything to do with prejudice. That's yeah. one of the real interesting aspects of the cannabis laws. When you just drill into it, you know, the idea of a, a drug law to protect us because, oh, my gosh, we're such weak willed individuals. Uh, but that you co-opt the entire scientific field. And then not only that, you suppress the scientific field and suppress the evidence of that. And, and then you come at it because like there was, it was routinely used in various medicines in the pharmacopoeia, but in the yeah. time that it was knocked out in the thirties, you know, it was called cannabis indica, you know, it was not called uh, marijuana. And, and therefore like when they were trying to prohibit it through the usage of yellow journalism, essentially just newspaper articles, what clinical data do you have? Newspaper article, newspaper article, newspaper article. It's like, no, no, clinical data, newspaper article. And then uh, they they then cut to uh, Dr. Woodward testifying to Congress going, you calling it marijuana. We don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We've been calling it cannabis indica for the past, I don't know dozen decades and yeah. that's just kind of how the science is is come to terms with it it's in it's in a lot of various things if you want to regulate it that's fine you know it is a powerful extract but right I, you know but no you're right though it's always been about control yeah. from the onset it's not about safety or what's better for you and me uh but the thing is like <clears throat> with the advocacy like like there's no what other thing can you advocate for like and you have to hide it with a different name, right? There's none. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a, I got a fucking fake name on this, right? Miggy four twenty. I mean, it's fairly similar, close to your name, but it's still yeah. not detectable. Beginning, uh, the Devontes and all those guys, they would like dress up, you know, so there wasn't them. And then, uh, yeah, and then some people they just quit caring about the law, the law. And then uh, California, you know, that was kind of interesting. But dude, it's it's uh, it's way harder to be. Here, I mean, like my existence is pretty easy. It's just sometimes the banks will kind of fuck with you. You know, I, I can't wait yeah. until the Safe Banking Act uh, or something passes. And so people just don't like assume that I got the money from dealing drugs. But, you know, and, 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 and I know like um, some weird fucked up, God forbid, if they ever came, you, you could be able to figure it out. Just like we would be able like. All these legal states would get behind you, right? Because going after one legal state, one legal person is going after them all. But one of the things I wanted to, uh, you know, because we're, we're winning state by state, uh, policy by policy, like in Ohio, our friends in Ohio with HB 210 are going to county to county and passing legislation. And the same thing's happening in Texas. Uh, uh, what is it? Robinson Police Department changing marijuana search policy. Like, this is actually uh, Robinson police officers who noticed the smell of marijuana coming from a vehicle will no longer automatically conduct the search. Like, this is how you win. You win by changing policies of the police. You you, you win by changing the policy of your local, uh, uh, you know, your law enforcement with, with, with priorities. You know, this this is it right here. When it when, when the smell is not a crime. Uh, Anarucci, uh, Robinson police chief uh, Rich Anarucci says procedural justice is important to him. And he wants the people to be treated fairly. And Arucci said, the last thing I would I would want is for them to, to search a vehicle and find out the person was using hemp, which is legal. I mean, it makes a great point, but it's not even if it was cannabis. Even if it was cannabis, buddy, you show me on a doll where it hurts you. Yeah, I don't get it. But you know what's going to be fun? 
a couple more days or weeks, we're going to have the, the trade show uh, uh, shirts ready to go. So some we're going to see if we can sell those on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash free THC. We aren't allowed to vend anything on here. I wonder why. But um, it, we may be able to do it on our Facebook page, which has already been siloed by Facebook. I wonder why. Uh, but yeah, facebook.com backslash free THC. Uh, we're going to try and see if we can put our shirts uh, for sale on there because the, we're going on tour, uh, which is going to be fun. The next stop on the tour is in about five weeks, June 24th and 25th, I want to say, in Chicago. Come see us over at the U.S. Canna Expo in Chicago, June 24th and 25th. Uh, we will be at a booth. This, this tour is the uh, Cannabis Industrial Marketplace, right? Huh? Yeah, it's uh, for the emerging markets. Uh, and so this this industry is a lot of trade shows. I got a pitch to trade show over the weekend. Let me tell you, they want a lot of money for me to do something and just talk to people. It's it's an interesting. The the price of trade shows, like being in the uh, cannabis space. Oh, yeah. There are booths and stuff that you can buy for tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, it's for placement, right? They, and here's the problem, I think, with a lot of these, uh, uh, some of them, uh, you know, for something like that, because I know a couple other ones where it's like it costs you pay to play. But does that make you an authority because you can afford to pay the 10000 whatever? Or are you someone who's established in the industry that's actually done something and you're gratuitous, it should be, right? Like, you're established. People mm-hmm. want to hear you. There's that. But then it's also, you know, who do you know, like and trust? So that no like and trust aspect is um, a very large amount of the buying equation for consumers. And and so if you have this no like and trust thing that's going on because you met a person at a trade show and you actually spoke to a person as opposed to like going around and just hitting up websites. But we love when you hit our websites, by the way. And yeah. uh, we get all of our we get all of our. Uh, inbound marketing, basically, from search engine optimization. I, I really don't do enough uh, outbound marketing. And so this is some of my outbound. You know, CannabisImp.com. Use promo code CLB15 for 15% off. And come and see us on uh, June 24th in Chicago. Hey, and uh, real quick, uh, thank you to our new members, uh, Mike Anderson, Christina Valdez, getting the movie story, Fred Verdeen, and Spooky Girl. Thank you. Yeah. Real big shouts out to the members. I mean, uh, you guys are are literally putting money in the commissary of uh, prisoners that are sitting in in prison for cannabis for no good reason. Uh, And that's that's why we have it, because, you know, uh, we give it to Stephanie Lamba's Freedom Grow uh, people at the end of each month. We do our our monthly wrap up show and we say, well, how did we do last month? We cut it in half and we give that to uh, her organization. And and it's it's essential. I mean, uh, everything costs in prison emails uh soap toilet paper like life essentials <laughs> so, yeah. this is why prison's not for cannabis people cannabis is not a crime no it's a plant oh man thank you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We will see you on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Later.